You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If, if, if your blood runs orange and blue, orange and blue, 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 blue this, this is pod the pod for you. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. So, uh, let's get to our final segment today, and uh, we recorded this podcast on Friday, December 15th, but on Thursday, December 15th, that was a very important day in the NBA calendar. That is because free agents who sign new contracts become eligible to be traded. Uh, Some players that sign extensions also will be eligible to be traded, though there are some individual extensions that can be uh, have different dates. So last year with Julius Randle's extension, you couldn't be traded until February, but for the large majority Everybody is now open to be traded after this past offseason now that we've passed the December 15th threshold. So it essentially means it is the unofficial start of the NBA's trade season. For the Knicks, that means Jalen Brunson. (laughs) Jalen Brunson being traded, that is not happening, uh, folks. But he is technically eligible to be traded now. Uh, Isaiah Hartenstein would also be eligible to be traded now. Those were the the key signings the Knicks had. Uh, They could now be a part of any uh, deal that's done. Uh, because of this increased roster flexibility, oftentimes you won't see deals get done until December 15th. I don't think we've seen a definitely no major trades um, uh, prior to you know Thursday. So the Knicks have been reportedly active in the trade discussions even before December 15th. Cam Reddish has been dangled. Uh, Derek Rose has been dangled. Uh, Evan Fournier has been uh, linked to trade talks as well as Emmanuel Quickly. Uh, which player of the Knicks on the Knicks roster, do you believe is most likely to be traded before the February trade deadline? Now that we're here in December, uh, past December 15th, I think the player most likely to be traded is probably Cam Reddish. Um, you know, I for he's not a part of the rotation and he also has some appeal league wide again, 22 years old, pedigree stock, you know, one of the top rated high school players in the country, you know, freshman year at Duke, um, had some, some strong showings and he's shown kind of spurts here and there of that combination of athleticism length shooting ability uh, you know offensive explosion um you know that that would entice teams you know listen we've seen what orlando did with bowl bowl who was you know waived yeah. by by a couple of teams fi- found an opportunity on a rebuilding team uh, to get all the minutes he can handle and he certainly made the most of it um you know will he stay healthy long term yada yada all that's obviously up in the air but um certainly looks like a shrewd move by the magic front office right now to, to scoop up bowl bowl and and, and kind of let him cook um it is another team in that in that you know the rockets the spurs uh the magic um you know even though they have plenty of depth in their front court obviously um and on the wing um uh, especially with franz wagner who's a really really promising young player but um, and, and, and paulo of course but um again that's the that's the kind of situation that cam would love to find himself in and that the knicks are hoping a team like that um talks themselves into um you know kind of buying low on a depreciated asset with some with some enticing upside um the knicks would preference would be to move evan fournier 
Um, we talked a little bit about that on the pod Thursday. Um, again, how it would not only benefit the team, it would benefit the player, and also it would make some sense for a contender looking to bring in some, some firepower, long-range shooting. Um, that's what Fournier brings to the table. And the other guy that um, there's a decent likelihood that he gets moved is Derrick Rose. Um, again, 34-year-old veteran, um, you know, on the outside of the rotation looking in. Does provide some value to the Knicks, even if he's not playing. Um, Miles McBride has talked about how much the mentorship of Rose has meant to him. Um, and, and, and to his credit, Rose has been an incredible professional. Um, asked on Thursday or, or after Wednesday's game, you know, was he bummed out not to play in Chicago and be out of the rotation, et cetera. And he said, listen, we're winning. I'm not complaining, um, which is, uh, you know, exactly what you'd want from a veteran leader. Um, so those are the kind of the three guys I think that you'll be mentioned most, uh, you know, that that'll come up most commonly when uh, Nick's trade talks are discussed. Yeah, I think Cam Reddish's days are numbered in New York. He doesn't really have a spot on his team and a home in this rotation. So he becomes very expendable. And I think that the fact that the Knicks have gone on a five-game winning streak since he got pulled from the rotation uh, just means that they'll be more likely to say, okay, we really have no uh, reason to keep him around at this point. So I I think considering he's young, considering he has some talent and potential, somebody's going to take a flyer on him. Now, will the Knicks get the value that they want? Maybe not because, unfortunately, they haven't really utilized him correctly or utilized him in a way that he could show off his talents. But I do think the Knicks will try to get him uh, on a different team. So I think he will be the most likely to get traded. But I think this is the Knicks team. I, I, I say this. I hope I'm right about this. Uh, but they haven't necessarily been the most aggressive team when it comes to making trades in season. Uh, I do feel like this is a Knicks team that will be very active to uh, uh, kind of, uh, you know, strip down some of these pieces that don't really fit and don't work on this roster and don't have a future with this team. So I think all three of those uh, men you just named are people that could be traded. We've heard Emmanuel Quickly's name. I, I really hope Emmanuel Quickly is not traded. I think we've seen his impact in this winning streak. We've seen his impact even when they were losing. I think that when they were struggling, I still felt like he was playing extremely hard. His defense has been outstanding. I hope he doesn't go. But yeah, listen, I think you'll listen, see the Knicks be an active a trade team for sure. In case Leon Rose is, is, it happens to be listening to the pod, we will flame you if IQ is moved. <laughs> just, just so you know, just so a heads up. That goes for World Wide West, all of them. You know, we yeah. will come after you. Um, and and listen, unless they, you know, unless the deal makes sense. But it's if they if they are attaching IQ um, simply as a uh, as a way to get off Fournier's contract, um, we will set fire um to this podcast so just, so just a heads up for uh, any front office folks that may be tuning in to the orange and blue buds odyssey original podcast but thank you for listening if you are <laughs> yeah and wasn't it uh jay-z who said shout out to worldwide west everywhere we go we leave a worldwide mess yes, well, sir. tommy beer and ej will leave a worldwide web <laughs> mess if emmanuel quickly gets traded are there any guys that the knicks could actually end up targeting during this trade process i know we've seen them and talk about them mostly as sellers. But when you look at the trade market that could develop, is there anybody that could come in here and and, and contribute potentially? Like I've been banging the drum and saying if Phoenix wants to, you know, get rid of Jay Crowder, who's right now just sitting at home and they want to take a, a flyer on Julius Randle, I would love to see Jay Crowder come here. I think he's the perfect kind of versatile combo forward that could allow Obi to start at the four. He can give you minutes at the three and the four. He's kind of the player the Knicks are right now kind of missing because they're not playing Cam Reddish. So I, I really like the idea of Jay, getting Jay Crowder in here and maybe moving off of Randall and his contract. 
But are there any guys that you see and say, hey, maybe Knicks should uh, target this guy? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the situation where you'd be looking at is because, again, the Knicks are looking to consolidate. They have basically too many rotation players, um, you know, that, 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 you know, that they're basically looking for to, to find situations. Um, wh- what will they do? I mean, so yeah, listen, there's guys like Eric Gordon, which the Knicks were attached to. I found that surprising. doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um, you know, Kyle Kuzma, you mentioned Jay Crowder, who again, I'm a fan of Bogdanovich. Um, then you got the Bulls guys, Vucevic, um, Levine, DeRozan, might one of those guys gets moved. Um, Jakob Pertl out in, in San Antonio, underrated center. Um, Mo Bamba, a Harlem kid, might might the Knicks look to bring him home. So there's guys that are potentially are in the mix. But again, the Knicks have three centers, so they don't need they don't need to make a move yeah. for center. They, you know, they have they have they have, they have plenty of depth um, in the backcourt on the wing. So unless it's a move for um, a, a swap for where you're moving out Randall and bringing a guy like Jerry Crowder, which would be very interesting. Um, or if you're talking about, you know, John Collins, you know, do they, you know, they like Collins, prefer Collins over Randall, something along those lines. Might, might, the, might that be something that both teams look at? Um, I think it's highly unlikely. Um, but again, unless the Knicks are shipping out one of their key pieces, I don't see them making kind of a move on the margin. That's typically what you're looking for um, for a team that's, you know, looking to make a playoff push. They're in the sixth seed. Can they get up to five? Can they prevent the team seven, eight, nine from jumping over them? I think the Knicks are kind of settled into their rotation. And again, their big picture thinking is maintaining these draft, this draft capital uh, and these young players to move for a star, um, a superstar, if and one, one shakes loose. Um, so I don't think they want to sacrifice any of that, um, you know, any any of that kind of things in their war chest that they can use to to move. I think they'll probably, um, uh, you know, stand still um, rather than make a big move at the deadline. If I had to guess as of now, as we talked about, we're still six weeks away. Anything could happen, injuries, et cetera. Um, but as of right now, I think it's probably more likely that they make a move like, you know, ship off a, a Fournier or a Reddish and bring yeah. back a guy. Either they'll buy out or won't get much time in rotation or potentially flip those guys for second round or something along those lines. Yeah. I think if you see them make a move, that's not them selling. It's going to be a real, like, you know, kind of taking on a flyer on a guy and a kind of a no risk move, similar to what they did when they traded for Derrick Rose, they gave up, you know, Dennis Smith who did not have a future here. And they were like, Derrick Rose, we know he has some talent. We know he's familiar with Tibbs. Let's see what he's got. And then lo and behold, he's the finalist for the sixth man of the year. You know, it's something that's going to be dirt cheap, something that's not going to, uh, you know, really have them moving off of a very viable asset. I can maybe see them do something like that. So those guys will become available because teams are going to fall out of favor. Teams are going to decide to go into the tank. And when those guys become available, maybe you'll see the Knicks make a move there. Um, maybe just fill out the rotation or maybe upgrade at a certain spot here or there. But otherwise, you know, yeah, I, I think that you may not really see the Knicks be active in terms of being buyers in this trade market. But it, I think they should keep their eyes peeled because the Knicks now have a little opportunity here with the way the Eastern Conference is setting up where maybe one move here or there and you're solidified in that six spot. So I think it will be interesting to kind of keep an eye on this trade situation real quickly before we get out of here. 
Do you see any star players becoming available now at, at this deadline, between now and this deadline? Like, you know, we haven't really, I feel like, had a real star get traded at the trade deadline in a little while. Um, and we're always kind of waiting to see who's going to be the next disgruntled guy who could maybe be on the outs. Do you see that maybe happening at this trade deadline? I, I think it's probably unlikely. Um, again, the, the the interesting thing about their, their kind of the um, newfound and increased parity in the NBA is that there's a, you know, a few teams at the top and a few teams at the bottom, but there's so many in the middle. Um, so you don't see that team, you know, a team that was ticketed for like the 11th seed would probably ship off their, their old star, um, you know, in, in hopes of kind of jumpstarting a rebuild, but this season they have a chance to, you know, get into the 10th seed or the ninth seed yeah. and you know maybe want to play in game and then get in the playoffs, et cetera. Um, owners are happy that that could, you know, potentially generate revenue, you know, getting into a playoff series, hosting a couple games. Um, so, so for that reason, you know, I think that, um, you know, in, in other years, if there are only eight playoff teams, the bulls would probably be, more inclined to to move off Vucevic or DeRozan and or Levine. Um, But I think they'll probably stay the course if for no other reason they're kind of pot committed with those guys. Um, John Collins, I think, is a good player that could be moved, you know, far from a superstar. Um, You know, Kuzma's a guy, Washington kind of in the, you know, really, really headed in the wrong direction. Um, He's certainly a guy that could get traded, but um, he's not somebody that, uh, you know, I think we would consider a star. Miles Turner and Buddy Heal down in Indiana, some other names that we mentioned. We talked about Boyan Bogdanovich um, out of Detroit. Uh, on the pod on Thursday, he's another guy that the Lakers are interested in. And Jay Crowder, yeah, I'm on the I'm on the same page with you as far as Crowder, great two way player, um, important underrated piece on the Suns' success the last couple of seasons. Um, you know, but they, they you know, you've you've kind of seen that the Suns just snapped the five game losing streak. There um, have been struggling a little bit. Part of that's due to um, you know missing what Crowder brings to the table. Um, yeah. but, you know, from a Knicks perspective, I just don't see um, again unless they're willing to move Randall, which seems unlikely at this point. And, um, especially with Obi Toppin injured, um, I don't see another. You know, I don't see a moving. You know, uh, R.J. Barrett. Uh, obviously, Brunson's. You know, is, as untouchable as, as as we assume he is. Um, could they move one of their centers? I think it would make sense. Um, yeah. Whether it's Hardenstein, Robinson, or Sims, all three of those guys have shown they can play. You don't really need three if a team is desperate for a big man. Um, you know, one of the contenders, you know, suffers an injury and they need a center. Um, you know, whether it's you know Aiton goes down to Phoenix or you know you know, pick your guy Lopez is injured um, out, out in Milwaukee. Whatever the case might be, um, I could see one of those teams, one of those contenders calling the Knicks and saying, Hey, what, you know, we're interested in Hartenstein. What could you give us? You know, would you be willing to let him go? Um, would give you something for Sims. Um, just basically somebody that needs a big body up front. The Knicks do have kind of an excess, an excess of, of, of quality rotation because they have three rotation centers, not common in today's NBA. Um, so that could be something um, to, to keep an eye on down the, down the, uh, you know, in the, in the, in the weeks ahead of the deadline. Yeah. Hartenstein is on a very, uh, team-friendly deal so he's definitely movable i mean simmons is making almost no bread so yep. no bread obviously you know uh, very relative to you know <laughs> the nba world not necessarily the regular world but um but so he's also uh, extremely movable so the center position i think is something to look at when you look at guys who could be moved as stars i mean you know what happened with anthony davis to the lakers decide all right this thing is just a waste and we're, we're selling off i don't know i think lebron may actually kill Rob Lincoln where he <laughs> he lets him give up his only chance at a uh, relevancy this season. So I don't know if Anthony Davis has moved in season. You mentioned Chicago. Uh, I think DeRozan and Levine could very well be in play because that is a blow up situation. So maybe that happens. Uh, I think the two kind of underrated options to look at 
one definitely probably more off season than now, but uh, I think Trey Young off season, especially something something's not right with just him and how the organization sees him. Apparently, they think that he's not necessarily showing the greatest leadership of late, and people seem to be a little down on him. Does he become available again? Maybe not mid season, but I could definitely see maybe in the off season. And then Charles Barkley said it as well. What is going on in Miami? I know they've won three in a row. But this is a team that's supposed to be trying to compete for a championship. And they don't look close right now. Like, there are at least five teams that look way better than the Heat right now. And Dream Butler isn't getting younger. Uh, Bam Adebayo, you think, is a guy that you want to keep around. But, I mean, do you do something desperate? Like, do you try to get another scorer in there? Do you move off of Bam? I think that would be a terrible decision, considering how much of of an impact that Bam is defensively. But I wonder what happened with Butler or Bam if we're sitting here um, you know, a month and a half from now and the Heat are still at 500 or just you know, scrambling to get into uh, the playoffs. And right now they're in the play-in. Like, I think those would be teams to watch. Makes sense. Um, looks like Miami's you know, kind of righted the ship a little bit, as you mentioned, three in a row. Yeah. Tyler Hero has been playing at an incredibly high he level. Yeah, a great game, a great game on Thursday night. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, so that's and again, we know the the the, the heat won't panic. You know, they 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 are, they understand that that uh, you know what matters more is how you're looking in April as opposed to how you're looking in December. But that being said, Riley isn't getting any younger. He obviously would love to get another title under his belt. So it could be you know looking to do something, shake things up a little bit um, if they continue to struggle. December fifteenth, guys are now available to be traded. Uh, do you remember when the trade deadline is is off the top of your head? I was trying to remember. I was like, oh, uh, the trade February ninth, I think. It I looks believe like it it's February 9th. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can tell you the trade deadline is actually February tenth at three p.m. this year. Okay, there you go. So um, trades will be happening from now till then. I know when it gets to February, I know this podcast will be probably a trade podcast for a couple of weeks because of all the rumors that be flying around. So you certainly want to keep it locked here on the Blue Blood. Side.